0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Normally, I start the show by telling you all the places we're going to visit during the show, and it's international. Tonight, everything is centered, right? in the united states there's nothing we are going to talk about tonight that does not involve what is happening in the united states because everything is happening in the united states most of it if not all of it bad to the detriment of the entire body of people that live in our country it's a sad state of affairs i'm also going to start a little differently tonight uh, some things came over the news late in the afternoon or early evening that I had not incorporated into my show because my notes were done earlier. Uh, so I'm just going to hit on these items, and they don't fit any place in my show. And there's something I'm going to talk about that I think is important for you and I to consider. Let's start with the executive order that President Trump signed today, okay? I don't know what's in it. I have not read it. But I can tell you right now, without having seen it, it's not going to be worth the paper it's written on. Uh, Donald supports law and order. He, who has the most corrupt administration of any president ever in this country, supports law and order. He, who probably is a very corrupt man himself personally. Be that as it may, it's... uh, it's it's just there can't be anything of value. He wants the support of the police in the election. He had the police unions and uh, police departments supporting him, the PBAs in the last election uh, in 2016. So it has to be a watered-down version of what it should be. Now, the only way we are going to straighten this problem out is we have to sit both sides down Uh, in effect, the police and the blacks, let me put it that way, and work something out, uh, discuss these things, and then come up with legislation that solves whatever problems can be solved. The only way we are going to achieve this in this country is for us to await the election, because if we have a Democratic House of Representatives, which we surely will, and we have a Democratic Senate, which maybe we could have one. I'm beginning to think we might. And we elect Joe Biden president. Now we got all three places, all power places, and any legislation, most pieces of legislation, the Democrats in the House and in the Senate will work out. They will go to the president, and he will sign. That's when you're going to get the police bill you need. Then, not before because the House right now and the Senate are far apart from what we understand. And Trump just made a political move today to say, see, no one could agree. No one could accomplish anything. Right away, I got out an executive order. Uh, it's worth, it's toilet paper. It's, worth, it's not even worth the paper it's printed on. Which now brings me to John Bolton's book. Let me tell you something. Uh, John Bolton has worked for many presidents. He's one tough guy. You don't want to screw around with John Bolton. He's, he's a man of principle. Uh, I have infrequently agreed with John Bolton, uh, but he's a man of principle. He, 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 whatever he believed in 20, 30 years ago, he believes in today. And he, everything, he's open about it. He says, this is what should be, and this is what I'm arguing for. This is what I'm fighting for. Uh, there's no make-believe with this guy. What you see is what you get. Now he wrote this book, what, last year? If he finished it, he has a publisher. Uh, and he wasn't going to bring it out until around June. This is June. Uh, and now he's having trouble. Trump does not want the book published. He's claim, I, I, he, I assume he's claiming that there are secrets in there that cannot be revealed or divulged, et cetera, et cetera, because he did work in the White House. Listen to me. The publishers, I'm sure, did not waste any money in paying Bolton already. He's already received several millions of dollars for writing the book, okay? He's going to get more on the book sales. But up front, he's got a few million dollars. They would not have paid him that money if they didn't think that book was going to make them a ton of money by being sold. The other thing is publishers have big-time power lawyers, too. And I'm sure they looked at this thing upside down, inside out, and told the publishers and Bolton, don't worry, we'll be able to handle it. Now, Trump today sued to stop the publication of the book. He wrote a lawsuit to stop the publication of the book. Uh, It may or may not happen. I don't see it, though. And I'll tell you one reason why. Could be. I don't know. Everything that's happening could be in this country today. Everything's so confusing. Nothing is black and white. It's all gray. Now, here's what's happening. The media, the news people that you and I see on television every day, NBC, MSNBC, Fox News, CBS, uh, CNN, they all got copies of the book months ago. And they were given permission to read the book. However, they had to sign a non-disclosure agreement that they would not any contents of the book, okay, until it was published. Now, Trump had to agree to that. I'm sure he set the whole thing up. Now he's saying, in spite of that, he, uh, he doesn't want it disclosed even then. What's going to happen? Can anyone keep a secret in this country? With all those reporters having already read the book, with everybody having hotshot lawyers, uh, this book's going to break. It's going to be out. We're all going to see what's in it. Uh, We may only be able to see excerpts because they'll come over TV to us. The book may not be able to be sold, but we'll get the contents of it, I am sure, along the way. And they should be very interesting. Why would Donald Trump want to prevent John Bolton's book from uh, going public? For obvious reasons. It cannot be good for Donald Trump. Which now brings me to Seattle. I got so much on Seattle tonight. But this is an item at the beginning that came late today. It isn't part of my show, but I feel it's worthy of discussion. And in a few minutes, I'll be back into Seattle again. Uh, Now. It's a screwy situation. <laughs> it's all I can say in Seattle. And when I'm, I'm laughing, I shouldn't laugh, because what I'm going to share with you is terrible. And most of you, if not all of you, are not aware. You know that the organization is now called CHOP, C-H-O-P. I'll get into why later on. Uh, and a reporter by the name, he's a journalist, actually, Andy Nego, N-E-G-O, was recently interviewed, actually, yesterday. Uh, today, rather, and this is what he had to say. He was there daytime at CHOP in Seattle, that area that's been taken over by the black people, and uh, he was there daytime and nighttime. And here's what he saw. Here's what he thinks. He says it's a Jekyll and Hyde, a Jekyll and Hyde. He says, by day, everything's kumbaya. Everyone loves everybody. Visitors are welcome. Music is played. People dance. They're growing fruits. They're growing vegetables. They're giving people things to eat, drink. Uh, Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. White, green, purple, black, whatever color. Now comes the night, and Andy Neagle says things are much different at night. Once the sun goes down, uh, he describes it as a mobster. That's the term he used. Mobsters come out, he says, at night. And here's what happened, one of the situations that occurred that he saw and he talked about, and it's this. Uh, He says, when it gets dark, Individuals come out to speak, just a handful. They seem to be the leaders. And this man had a loudspeaker in his hand, and he was saying, I need 100 people because we got to do this and that, and we got to go several blocks down the street to this business, which was a body repair shop, auto body repair shop, and do this, this, and this. All bad things. They were going to wreck the guy's place. And he says, I need 100 people. Right away, he had 100 people. Okay? And they walked the several blocks down the street to the place of business. Now, that business has been open and operating by day. There has been some disagreement, obviously, between uh, the black people and this guy, okay? Because when they got there, uh, their intent was to burn it down, okay? The owner had some of his friends rush over. They were waiting. They thought something was going to happen. And the owner actually physically captured himself, one of the arsonists. The police were called. They never came. Now, this police thing is so interesting. The gentleman says the police were called 19 times and never responded. And I can believe this, and I'll tell you why. Nobody wants to meet the enemy here. The blacks aren't afraid to meet the whites, but the whites seem to be afraid to meet the blacks. And you can't come to an understanding unless you can meet and talk about anything, because we are now getting out of control in this country. This is anarchy. People are taking over our country. I don't care how poorly they've been treated for the last thousand years. You can't operate like they are. It's wrong. It's terribly wrong. Uh, What happened to them over the years was wrong. But true wrongs do not make a right. Now, let me say this, too, that while these hundred people were marching down the street uh, to the the car dealer's place where the repair shop, they were carrying weapons, handguns, rifles, batons, and knives. What the hell are we doing? What kind of a country have we become? And this is only one city where this is happening in the United States, and that's what happened last night. Okay, in Seattle, in the Chop area. Now to get into my show, uh, which is good. This is a great night, by the way. I think this is. A, I, I'm going to enjoy doing the show. I enjoy preparing this show. I wish I had three hours to do it. Uh, life is changing. Life is changing for all of us in the United States. Uh, And the way it's changing is uh, the black and the colors are going to take over the running of the country. And the reason is sheer numbers of people, force of numbers. If I'm correct, they've already passed the, they are more than half the people in this country are people of color. Can you imagine 40 or 50 years? There's going to be such a large percentage of black and colored. The white are going to be the absolute minority. In 10 or 20 years, the blacks are going to be a very great influence in this country and be taking over the government, who they're going to elect and so forth. The top hierarchy of businesses, they're on the move. It's their time. It is their time. And you can see that you you can see, listen to them when they're on television. And by the way, big movers in this whole thing across the country are Black Lives Matter, and they're troublemakers. They're working for their people. They're working hard. They're working diligently, but they know how to create strife and problems. Well, what are we doing right now? We're taking down statutes. Um, We're we're either vandalizing or tearing down statues, monuments, and want to change the name of military bases that are named after Confederate generals or soldiers. Uh, Any statues, monuments, et cetera, that uh, our uh, Confederate people have to go, got to go, because they subjected our people to slavery. Not right. Uh, Some people think this is part of our history. Uh, the fact that we had two different sets of thinking and had to have a major war where, what, a half a million people were killed in the war, uh, and we still haven't resolved our problems, but that's the nature of the beast, the nature of this country, and therefore it is part of our history, but there are those that want the whites to be punished who did the wrong. Okay, well, that's not quite the story as it's turning out. What's happening is this, and you're going to be surprised, some of you, most of you will, I think, Uh, it is not just Confederate statues and monuments that are being vandalized, that are being torn down. Uh, They are also going after American heroes, monuments to Union people, Great Americans beyond the Civil War, before the Civil War, uh, not part of the Confederacy at all, not Confederate thinking, uh, and they're carrying down their statues. And I'm going to explain to you why. I know this is just breaking, this kind of stuff in the last 48 hours, this past weekend, actually. Uh, now, they're going after anti-slavery figures, all right? And all symbols, it's not just the Confederacy now, all symbols of the United States history, people involved in the United States history, are fair game, even the good guys, the good people. And why? Because they're, they're, you got, they're described as mobs. These mobs believe, in you know, other words, those people you saw on the street protesting are mobs, too. Uh, these people believe that they have won already. This thing's over. What? They're still protesting three weeks after, they, after George Floyd uh, got killed. Uh, and now we, we, they shoot a guy in, uh, where? in a Wendy's parking lot uh, in Atlanta. This goes on and on. Two black guys hanging from trees in California, 50 miles apart. And the police says they say they're suicides. Uh, so things are still going on they're still burning there's still the fire within them and they believe because and you know I don't think the police should do this but I got to say it this way because the cops are not facing up to them just like they didn't uh just now in Seattle I told you about 19 phone calls to the cops they didn't show up uh that they've won the war they honestly believe that they have won because America will not stand up to them, and they're going to take their country over. They can't take it back because they never had it. They're going to take it over. So they make no distinction between Confederate and Union, abolitionist and pro-slavery, 15th-century figures and 20th century. Let's go to the 15th-century figures for a moment. Christopher Columbus, for five, six years, The blacks have been crucifying Christopher Columbus. In 1492, he discovered America. Well, he did this for England. They financed his trip, the king and queen uh, of of Spain, rather. And he went to the new country, the new world, America, because there was supposed to be gold there. And he was going to discover the gold and bring it back to the king and queen so they would enhance their pocketbooks, okay, enhance Spain's pocketbooks. Spain could cause more wars with France and England, Uh but they, they were going to bring back gold, more money. There was no gold. So what did Columbus do? He brought back slaves. He brought people back. He brought black people back. Black back, made them into slaves and gave them to the king and queen as slaves. Now, the king and queen were not unhappy because slaves were money. Every slave was worth X number of dollars, even in 1492 as they were during the years leading up to the Civil War, during the years when our country was first formed in 1776. Slaves were money. That's the way it was. And that's why you go back to the 15th century. They're not, they've been knocking down Christopher Columbus statutes and screwing up his parade in New York City, the parade in honor of him, for five or six years because of this. Now they're taking on others because they don't care when the monument was erected, who built it, who it was built for. They only care uh, to take it down because they want to destroy not Confederate figures, but they want to destroy their target. Is hear me clearly? The history of this country, okay, which has not benefited them in any way, not made them spectacular in any way, not made them important or contributing persons in any fashion. So the target, actually now, and I'm calling them mobs, are okay. Are the United is the United States? They believe these people protesting, most of them, the the leaders especially, that all of American history is racial and genocidal. Well, I can see we had a lot of racial history. I don't know about genocidal, uh, but that's what they believe. Ergo, since they believe all of American history is racial and genocidal, that all symbols of American history must come down, all symbols of American history, Union, Confederate, uh, 1700, 1400, now, then, anything, because that wouldn't mean that they are a white society. No, they're not. They're going to be, they're going to turn this country into a black society by sheer power of numbers, and they're going to take over, and they believe that they've got, this is the time. The war has finally come to a time when they can stand up to the white people. Look, George Floyd, all over the world, they're still protesting because of his death. So they've got something going. You can't argue the point. They have something going. Uh, Their responsibility now, uh, it's an evil. Our history, American history, is an evil, evil, uh, irredeemably racist, okay, uh, and that's what they believe. So let me give you some examples. And again, Black Lives Matter involved very very big and very tightly in this. Uh, many statues, non-Confederate, are being vandalized in this country recently. Okay? The gentleman's name is Mathias, Matthias. M-A-T-T-H-I-A-S. Matthias. Matthias Baldwin. Uh, he was one of the first abolitionists in this country. This is way before the civil war an early abolitionist he fought against slavery for 30 years okay 30 years before the emancipation proclamation he was standing up and saying we should not have slaves free the black people then there are statues his, his statue by the way they either these statues of these people in the last 48 72 hours have been torn down or vandalized then there's Heroes of the Civil War, Union heroes, Admiral David Farragut, General George Thomas, the same thing. Their statues either vandalized or taken down. In Philadelphia is the tomb of the unknown soldier in the American Revolution. Did you hear me? The tomb of the unknown soldier in the American Revolution. They've written on the—it's a big statue—that they committed— Okay, these soldiers, these unknown soldiers of the American Revolution, heroes, our heroes, committed genocide. I don't understand this again where the genocide comes from, but they committed genocide. Then there's the Shaw Memorial, which commemorates the Shaw Memorial. This is in Philadelphia also commemorates the all black battalion that fought in the Civil War. There was an all black battalion. This is their people. Okay, all black people don't care. They're vandalizing it because they fought as part of American history. Their own people. Then there's John Greenleaf, Whittier, California. Uh, one of the most prominent literary voices uh, leading the fight to end slavery. He was a prominent Quaker. He goes way back, okay? Uh, Again, Black Lives Matter involved in this. And they, are, they vandalized his statue, okay, uh, this past weekend as part of a peaceful protest, quote-unquote, last Sunday in Whittier, California. In Whittier, California. This is decades, again, before the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. Now comes the best of all. The absolute best of all, and this is hard to buy Thomas Jefferson there is located in uh, I forget this there's a city some place in our country that's called that has the Thomas Jefferson School in front of the Thomas Jefferson School. there is a statue of Thomas Jefferson sitting in a chair like Abraham Lincoln, though not quite as large over the weekend. now remember who is Thomas Jefferson? third president of the United States, primary author of the Declaration of Independence, one of our founding fathers. And they came and they put two ropes around his neck. They pulled his statue down, and then a guy came up with a big axe and started chopping away at the statue. This is Thomas Jefferson, and what did he do wrong? He owned slaves. He also made love to a slave, but he owned slaves, and he was a slave owner, and because of that, he, his reputation, he has to go. His statue should not stand up. If not his, whose? Tell me. If not Thomas Jefferson, who? Uh, and... Uh, so the we got these things going on in this country. This is happening by the way. the destruction of statues uh that were not anti, who were not pro confederate uh they're the good guys. okay, let me put it that way. This is happening in England too, not only in our country uh and and this is attacked. I was reading up on this today uh, first. An opposing group, terrorist groups do this, and I'm going to name one in a moment. They they take the bad people who people, their, their certain group don't like their group, and they they go after them like the blacks are going after the Confederates. No problem. Then they start going after the non-Confederates, the people who were good people, but they're still heroes for some reason, because in order to take over the country, they have to destroy Good, bad, or indifferent governments that preceded them. And who has done this successfully in the Middle East? The Taliban. The Taliban. Well, I haven't got much time. I've got so much material. The poor police now, the policemen. It's been said that they're reaching the breaking point. They can't handle this anymore. It is a hard job. Now it's become a tough job. Uh, but they made it tough for themselves over the years. All right. Now, look, what's, what's been happening uh, in Atlanta, 19 police officers this past week resigned because they're working 12 hour shifts, seven days a week uh, and they can't do it. It's just too much work for them. And especially after Rashard Brooks was killed, uh, they were unhappy, unhappy that one police officer was arrested for murder and the other's placed was placed on administrative leave. Then there's the Los Angeles Police Department. They have already accrued, because of these, I'm laughing, these protests, $40 million in overtime wages.
1: $40
0: million, which they cannot pay. It's not in the budget. They can't find the money. So they told the policemen, what we're going to do is, instead of paying you, we're going to give you comp time, as it's called. We're going to give you time off, $40 million worth. That's the only way we can handle it. Well, the police are not happy with this, okay? They are not happy at all. And what they're doing is 12 to 18 a day are calling up and saying, gee whiz, I can't come in today, I'm sick, they're canceling, hoping that they're going to to teach the city of Los Angeles to pay in cash, which they don't have, $40 million, can you imagine? Uh, right, where are we, Louis? There was this little oh, HBO Gone with the Wind. Black people exerted their influence. HBO said we're not going to show Gone with the Wind as part of our new HBO Max series. A couple of days later, because of it, it show it was favor. It show it showed favoritism towards the South prior to the Civil War, and it did. How I many all of us have seen that movie eighteen times? Uh, but it's part of our history again. And they didn't like that, and HBO backed off, said, we're not going to show the movie. Two days later, they came back and said, we're going to show the movie, but we're going to have an introduction, a special introduction at the beginning, explaining this is the way things were, et cetera, et cetera. Disgusting that they could influence the holding off, get a a big company to cancel one of the greatest movies ever, Gone with the Wind. It told the story of this country at that time in our history. Well, my time is up, and I have oh so much to talk about. Uh, But that's the way it goes. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. There are so many things happening in this country. I could talk all day like this, like they do on television. Just me alone, though. There's so much information out there, things to discuss in any event. Thank you for joining me. I hope I did not offend any of you. I seem to vacillate back and forth on a lot of issues because every day something changes my thinking. Uh, and, again, as I say, nothing's black and white anymore. Everything's great. Be that as it may, again, I thank you for joining me. Please return next week. I look forward to being with you. Good night.